Running a pet business is no walk in the park. I've been there, done that, and sure have the campfire stories to prove it. That's why Pet Boss Nation created Camp Pet Boss, where you can relax at a beautiful lake, refuel your leadership confidence with our in-person activities, and reignite your passion for the pet business of your dreams with your pet industry peers and trusted experts. Camp Pet Boss is a one-of-a-kind business retreat that mixes conference learning sessions and camp-like activities for pet professionals and their dogs. When was the last time that you got away from your business, unplugged from the chaos, and reconnected with your inner entrepreneurial spirit? And I hope that you heard me, that your furry best friend could be there too. Get ready for the most amazing and unique in-person adventure for pet business owners and their dogs, happening this summer in Lake Delton, Wisconsin, August 27th through the 30th of 2024. Tickets will sell out, and one building is already booked solid, So I want you to hit pause on this podcast and visit camppetboss.com right now to make sure that you have a room reserved. Your ticket price includes all food, lodging, and seminars. Need another reason to secure your ticket early? How about a massive discount of savings of $850 off your ticket? That's right. Early bird pricing is happening right now, but not for much longer. And I can't wait to hang out with you at camp this summer and share all those juicy pet boss stories around the campfire. My guest today says less than 4% of pet professionals are people of color. If you've ever been to a pet industry trade show, pet consumer expo, or conference, you may have noticed that it's a bunch of white people. Black-owned brands, businesses, and pet professionals are underrepresented in the pet industry. In today's podcast episode, we talk about it, we celebrate new initiatives, and provide some resources to explore how we can do our part in supporting these awesome pet bosses. Welcome to the Boss Your Business podcast, the show for the local pet business owner. If you have a physical building, carry inventory, have a team, or just dream of having one someday, then this podcast is for you. Hear honest conversations from pet pros working the streets of Main Street, where dog business is big business. I'm your show host, Candace Daniolo, the founder of Pet Boss Nation and a pet business coach. I've started, scaled, and sold three successful pet businesses and now help thousands of pet professionals see success faster together. I'm sharing my favorite business tips with you mixed with the latest secrets of what's working now, especially in this challenging world. So if you're a pet supply store, grooming salon, dog daycare, boarding facility, pet sitter, or dog trainer, or really anyone covered in pet fur, then let's get started. LaShonda Jaffard is the co-owner of a pet grooming salon in Ocoee, Florida called The Paw Shop. She had a record year in 2021 and even just purchased a new grooming vehicle to expand into mobile grooming. After encountering pet owners in her community that were lacking in the knowledge, basic tools, and supplies to care for their pets, she founded her charity, Paws for Hope Florida, to provide the goods and the services to those who needed it most. And on top of running a successful salon and a charity, last year, LaShonda launched Black Pet Business Network, a nonprofit bringing together like-minded pet industry business owners, professionals, and influencers with the mission of growing strong Black pet brands. I love her spirit and her courage to step up as a leader, and I look forward to introducing you to her today. 
All right. Well, welcome, LaShonda, to the Pet Boss Podcast. It's official. The Boss Your Business Podcast is out. And you're Yay. here. Yay. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Candace. Thank you. You're our very first guest interview, hopefully one of many. But when I thought about who I would interview, it was you because you are an amazing entrepreneur and an amazing female entrepreneur, an amazing black woman who has stepped up to lead in a way that the industry really, really needs it to. Thank you. Thank you. I do appreciate it. It's a lot. It is a lot. But honestly, I couldn't have done it without the support of my community of individuals and leaders like yourself. Um, There's such a testimony around um, you because like I've told you before, I've been following you for a number of years. I'm so excited for this opportunity. When we think about the topic of diversity and inclusion in the pet industry, you know, I have biases that I know I unintentionally, I do, and I am really becoming much more conscious and aware of our company and how, how, what we do, Well, what we want to do is really support your goals and your initiatives. Uh, and then clearly I want to connect you too with more people in the pet industry, because you've shared that less than 5% of pet professionals are black. Yeah. And I saw another article that said, even in pet food manufacturing, something like 85% of them are white and only 30% or even female. It really shows where, um, where we are. And, you know, because of our own fears and our own issues that we have within our community that we're sorting and that we're working on and we're trying to make better and and bring change. But, you know, to those numbers, um, that kind of gives a glimpse, you know, I wouldn't even say it gives a full picture (laughs) of what, you know, because for everybody who's sincerely trying to get into the community and just because of fear, because, you know, I, I'm not going to lie, I'm going to be very honest and transparent. I've always been the only black person wherever I worked. So um, I worked at hospitals. Um, I worked at one hospital where I had the opportunity to work alongside another uh, a veterinarian um, who was African-American. And it was like, hey, girl, like, hey, we're high-fiving. Like, you know, we feel good and we just want to be included. We, we, we want to be okay, you know, uh, emotionally. I mean, because it's, it's a lot of psychological that goes behind it. But like I said, having the support and having the encouragement and having the, um, the foundation um, that I'm really trying to create alongside people like yourself. It's like, no matter what your race is, whatever your religion, whatever your background, however you identify, there is place for you. And no one should have to be afraid to do something that they love. Because I feel like if you want to work with animals, it's a passion and it's because you love it. And nobody should have to feel awkward pursuing that. And I don't want to assume anything here, but how does that make you feel when you are in a room of people and you're the only black person there? Unfortunately, it's a feeling that I've gotten used to and it's not so scary anymore because I think just between just with my personal growth, I have had to become comfortable and confident in who I am and understanding the value that I can bring or that I do bring to the table. It all starts with our own personal stories. You know, growing up, I wasn't allowed to have a dog. So I wasn't allowed to have any animals. And that's my parents hate that I say that story, but it's the truth. I wasn't allowed to have any animals. And um, I've always just been such an animal lover. So I was self-taught at a young age. I've learned a lot about, you know, just reading books about behavior and psychology and, you know, 
know, business as well. And as I began to grow in my career and I really pursued my business and I just felt I had to just build my confidence. Like, Hey, you know, even if I had four arms, it's like, Hey, you're going to be the only one that looks like you, you have to be okay with it. If you really want to do this, you know, fight for it and and keep pushing. And, um, I just had to kind of build up the confidence. And now I can walk into any room and I'm just like, Hey, everybody, I'm LaShonda, you know, how you doing? I'm just like you. I love animals. I love dogs. I'm a dog fanatic. I'm a dogologist. <laughs> so like it's I, I, now I, I found my community amongst animal lovers. And now I don't feel so afraid. Now I don't feel so awkward. Now I don't feel so left out because I see it beyond color. Um, I've learned to see it in looking into the heart of man. It's like, you know, I've met people and I've been in situations where people won't even talk to me. But if I talk about their dog, it's like they open up like a book and I've learned to tap into people differently. And that's kind of now that I know my super superpower, I'm strong and I'm bold in it. And I just go for it. Especially if we're talking about race and we're talking about feeling included and feeling like you belong. You know, I think that at Pet Boss Nation, we've really tried to create that environment for everyone. I, I know though that and how our company even markets or how, who we connect with and who we share our resources with have been very like in the same silos that they always were, right? We're going to the trade show that everybody goes to where, yeah, you might only see like 10 black people there, right? right. <laughs> you know, which is a problem. We need to change <laughs> that. So, um, or we might not even think to uh, connect with people who are wanting to start a business and black communities where they want to start businesses to say, Hey, we've got resources. So what do you need? How can we support you to get started? Right. Yeah. And I think as companies, until we really like take that look at how we're running our businesses, there can't be change. So I do hope that all of the businesses in the vet industry take a hard look at their own companies on diversity and inclusion and racism. And it's not your job here to teach anybody about that. But I do have resources on our website of how companies can get programs going at their own companies and take a good look at their company cultures, who they're hiring, how they're celebrating different voices and um, including. I love that. I love that. Okay. So we're going to talk about the Black Pet Business Network a little bit more, but we also need to celebrate you as a pet boss, <laughs> a awesome pet boss professional at the Posh Shop yeah. grooming salon. So Tell us about, you know, you said you didn't have pets growing up. So did your family think you were crazy when you really wanted to pick this as a profession or were they supportive of you? Absolutely. <laughs> good, good, good. Wait, good. They supported you or good. They thought you were crazy. <laughs> no. Thought I was insane. I think they thought I was beyond just being crazy. Like for me to say I wanted to work with dogs as a professional, it was to them. They heard me say I wanted to be like a professional clown. (laughs) It was different. It was different. And, and no fault to my family, you know, my family, they wanted me to pursue a career where I could take care of myself and that I could support a family, you know, they're realist. And, um, when it comes to pursuing something that you love, that's so different, um, in my particular s- situation, it was it was something that they just kind of had to learn and grow and get used to. As a adult, I definitely know that they're very proud of me. 
I know that they're very proud of all that I've accomplished um, and that, you know, that I'm striving and I'm continued to fight for and the changes that I'm trying to, to bring. But growing up and where I am today with the paw shop, like, like I said, pets were my passion. You know, I'm going to put that on a shirt. <laughs> But pets were my passion and I just couldn't leave it alone. I thought about doing other things. I thought about pursuing other non-animal careers, you know, and even in college. And a part of my journey is that um, I was a psychology major in school. And I was a psychology major only because that was the only thing I could really associate back to animals because a lot of animalistic behaviors and human beha behavior, they go hand in hand. So I, it, even in my college classes, like my teacher, she would, you know, give us projects and I was always like making it about animals. And it was like, it was psychology still, but it was, I twisted it in my own way. I just could never leave it alone. And so after I made the decision to, you know what, I'm just going to pursue veterinary medicine. Some things fell through on that end. And I stayed in Florida. I was planning to go to um, Denver to go to school. Uh, when that kind of fell apart, I found a school here and it offered grooming. Mm -hmm. And I never once thought about grooming as a career. And as I kind of sat in on the class, I just looked at what they were doing. A light went off. The ability to be creative, the flexibility that I thought that I would need it at the time in my schedule, I just fell in love with it. Like I can literally be hands-on with the dogs all day, all the time. I love the idea. And I jumped in, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. I jumped in, I completed the program. I completed it um, on the top of my class and I never looked back. And as I continue to use my career choice as, as a professional groomer, it opened new doors and I met amazing people that inspired me and encouraged me to start a business. So I opened the paw shop in 2015 and I never looked back. It's the best thing that I've done. Um, I've been grooming now for about 15 years and I've groomed all around town. I've groomed in vet hospitals. I've groomed in, you know, regular salons. And I wanted my salon to be a compilation of every experience that I ever had. I took every great thing that any um, any of my bosses ever did to me, and I threw it into the paw shop. I've I've tried to give my my stylist opportunities, you know, as far as continuing education and giving back to the community. Like our salon has just really been a pillar, and that's not to brag, but it really is a pillar. I have people that just come in just to talk, and you know, we go through the good times. And life with our customers. We go through the bad times in life with our customers. You know, if like we had a customer just recently, their son passed away. We gave them a big bouquet of flowers and we laughed, cried. We hugged on each other in the lobby. It's community. And um, my salon, anybody that's been there and experienced it, they would definitely say that. And that is something that I honor and I love about, I, you know, that I've done for my business. Oh, so special. I love, I love to hear your story. I want to know more about what your proudest moment has been with the paw shop. I've had a few. I'm not going to lie. Um, you can share them all. <laughs> I, I could talk now, girl. I, one of my most proudest moment, we, when we did the pup relief tour, I would say, because it's, it's so fresh in my mind still. So I'll use that, but we did the pup relief tour. Brian Taylor has been like a brother to me. Um, 
he he asked if if we could um you know have it at our salon and I was like absolutely because I had already did I went on tour with him I, I went to Texas and I I did the Texas stop so I had the opportunity to groom the one thousandest I don't even know if I'm saying that right dog mm-hmm. so from start to that point they had groomed a thousand dogs and I had the opportunity to groom the one thousandest dog at your shop. <laughs> At my salon, yeah, and I groomed it. I groomed that dog. Oh, nice. Um, he made a big shebang of it. You know, they had like lighters and, you know, they had Hydra products, <laughs> like bottle girls. They had shampoo products. <laughs> oh, my God. So, um, it was um, a very proud moment because I finally felt, uh, I feel like I'm going to tear up just thinking about it, but I, I did feel good because I was able to use my platform, which was my salon for something that was amazing. The Pup Relief Tour, you know, they we did free grooming for families affected by COVID. And at the time of last year, at that time, now we're just doing it just to give back. I was able to incorporate my nonprofit, Pause of Hope, in that. So I was able to still do um, free. Uh, we gave out free pet food from the from our pet pantry. We gave out free um, pet accessories, accessories, leashes, collars, all kind of supplies. Um, we had a veterinarian on site to do free well checks, things like that. And that was a very proud moment for me that I reached a plateau and I reached a, a place where I can team up and I can give back in an even bigger way. And I've come to learn that, you know, of course there's no I in anything that you do, you know, we all do it with a team of some kind of support. And I, with the support in the team effort of all the wonderful groomers who came from all over, we were able to do something great for the community. So that was a problem. I was very proud to do that. I felt good. Yes. Well, and and we'll link to that too. I I was flipping through your Instagram highlights uh, and and there are some highlights of the Pup Relief Tour at your shop. And it looked like it was a big party, right? It was, it was. We had groomers from all over. And we had a good time. My husband and I, we really took it upon ourselves. It was something serious for me. And it was something, it was no cost to anybody, um, any of our customers, anybody who heard about it, they could just come and take whatever they need. And I'm such a giving person. So I love free. So if I'm able to give something, it makes me feel good because I know that's what I would like to receive. I love free stuff. (laughs) Who doesn't, right? But I, um, I wanted to give back and it felt really good to be able to do that. So that was, that was one of many proud moments that I had. You talked earlier about your superpower. Do you have a (laughs) pet boss superpower? I do. One of my powers is being me. (laughs) And I say that in the sense of we all are different. And one thing that I've learned just through my journey is that it's okay to be you. And I try to purposely be different. I try to not go with the flow. I try to, you know, do something that hasn't been done and I'm not afraid to do it. And I always challenge that to people who I speak with and that I, I um, mentor and people that I encourage is to find your own superpower because there is something in that. To be you, unashamed, you know, relentless, whatever it is, go for it do it your way. And it doesn't always feel good sometimes because people are going to be like, you're weird. Why would you do that? Um, And I'm going to give you an example. So we're going through this dress code change at my salon. So we are talking about, you know, how can we have such a cohesive look? What can we do? And I'm like, let's let everybody wear different colors. Let's wear different colors. You wear green. I wear blue. You wear red. Let's wear different colors. Let's have our uniforms in all different colors. And someone said, why would you do that? 
that takes away the uniformity. You know, if you go somewhere else, you see everybody has a, the same shirt on. It's the same. I'm like, so let's be different. Let people walk in and see something that they had never seen before. Let's confuse people a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's my superpower. Be different. Be you. I encourage that, you know, I, that be me mentality, I call it. I love that. Yeah, be true, be you. On that note, taking care of you and having survived through this pandemic as a grooming salon. Let's talk about that. Like, what's this last couple of years been like as a small business owner? Since the, the pandemic, it has been a, it's hard to even put it in words. You know, if it was a sound, it would be ugh, <laughs> like not in a bad way and not in a good way, because the loss of life that we've, the world has seen has been something that we never experienced before. But for me as a business owner, it pulled something out of me that I didn't even know was there in the most positive way because I've had to find strength. We did close our doors. You know, we did take those breaks. Um, but then when we got back in the, on the saddle, it was a matter of, okay, let, you know, we, people were stuck in the house with their dog and I don't know, they were like, Ooh, you stink. So we had a lot of business once the world reopened, like we were slammed and people, you know, just realized a lot that they couldn't do when it came to grooming. <laughs> so we had to fix a lot of, you know, kitchen haircuts and, you know, groom a lot of really, really big, dirty dogs. And it was a lot and it. It was a lot that I had to mentally pull together from my staff, you know, systems and, and processes had to change to stay, to stay safe. People wanted to feel comfortable again. So we had to make sure we didn't get lazy on those systems and those processes and that we were accommodating so that people felt comfortable bringing their pets to our salon. You know, it was, it was a rush that like I'd never seen. And I can't lie, like it, it was a very lucrative year. You know, it, we had to constantly shift gears because we were down, you know, we were short staff, you know, someone had to be at a funeral or someone got sick and, you know, I ended up getting sick and I was gone for three weeks. So it was a lot of shifting of gears. And um, I can honestly say it pulled something out of me that I did not know I had. It's hard to even put it in words because it was a lot of good and it was a lot of bad. Yeah. As you had to like really step up as a leader in your company and carry the weight of this, a lot of the stresses and the worries sometimes. So how do you fill up your cup? You know, when you get, start to get depleted, how do you refill your cup? Because um, burnout is a serious problem right now in the pet industry. I think, I feel like it probably always was um, in the pet care industry because of the, the animal and customer kind of relationship and all of the things that we see in the animal world. But now, especially after coming off such a crazy year with the pandemic, but also so many pet businesses to your point, revenue wise, were slammed. They're making money, but they can't ever get any time off to go enjoy that money because they're working crazy. So how do you refill your cup and to overcome that burnout? My faith, my faith, like God has been so amazing and he has lifted my head. He has encouraged me. Like even when I feel like I have no one to talk to, I know I can pray. I can spend that time. I can meditate and I can be alone with the Lord and I can allow him to pour into me because there are days where I just feel like, I'm tired and I just want to rest. And it's more of a mental, I'm tired. You know, I do a lot. Um, I'm a mother. I have three children. You know, my oldest son has autism and my husband, he's also an entrepreneur. And I do my best to stand there and be there for him and his business. So I do a lot. 
you know, and then with the nonprofit and with the network now in the salon, when I find moments of, I don't know if I can keep going, I need a word, I need something. I just, I just get alone with God and I allow him to, to heal me and to, to refill me and, 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 um, you know, with music and ministry and being able to then fall back into the arms of my family. Those are my times of refilling. Thank you for sharing that with us because you got big things to do, girl, in 2022. I got a lot of stuff to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And one of them is the the Black Pet Business Network. I want to dive into that now. Uh, So it's what you started this about a year ago. Is that right? When did you officially start? I did. So I've been secretly collecting information for a while. Like I said, and like you mentioned, there is a huge uh, diversity and inclusion um, issue in the pet industry itself, right? So I have always been like secretly finding other Black-owned businesses in the pet industry, and I just kind of keep my eye on them. And I try to stay in touch or I buy products. Like I find ways to support um, because I understand how it is. I just get so excited when I meet someone who looks like me. So um, I started the network. It's been about a year. And we just highlight and we showcase and we love on and give back to those businesses and organizations owned by African-American or those that who identify as being Black. It's been amazing. It has been amazing. It's opened my eyes. And even from my own ignorance, a lot of stuff I didn't even know, like the Black equestrians. And you have the, um, I mean, it goes beyond like the Black cowboys and the Black cowgirls and just people, um, African-Americans in the marine um, biology fields. It's so much. And I just kind of fell in love with it. I created the platform itself, the network itself, because I wanted to find a place that supported people and gave resources and was a home for people like me. I know there aren't many African-American pet groomers in the industry. I I wanted a place where it was positive. We can talk. It was community and family where, hey, you know, what do you need? You need advice? You know, I'm always in a position to where I love to give. And I wanted to kind of like, you know, mentor, talk and just be there and just be present for anybody who needed. So I literally built a house, which is a Black Pet Business Network. And it's like all are invited. And um, the community right now, we are a network community where all across the nation, anybody and everybody, African-American with a business, they are able to come in, um, meet others, stay connected. Um, I definitely encourage community over competition where it's like, hey, get with another, you know, business like yours and you guys talk and you discuss and, you know, let's talk about strategy. Let's talk about how we can build better businesses. One of my number one goals this year has been to, oh, I won't say has been because it's only been a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but um, is give uh, small business grants because I asked everybody. I was like, "What do we need? You know, what's what what was what's out there? You know, what can I give or what can we do to help you grow your business?" And I know besides money, which is the obvious, but, you know, giving them the mentorship, the leadership, the connections, inviting them into rooms and for us having those hard conversations with our clients and others to say, hey, we're here, recognize us, see us, include us in your programs, include us in in your outings, include us in these trade shows and seminars. You know, we want to 
place where we fit, where we fit in and we feel like we're welcome and that we're recognized. So that's how it all started. And it's yeah. not about you, LaShonda. It's about oh. all of these amazing black owned businesses and pet professionals. And you feature them in your stories. You put it on your walls. You're doing Instagram lives. You're yeah. really, you're really, uh, you know, stepping up to be the leader to raise voices for the black community. So in 2022, you want to add more resources for grants and opportunities and more mentorship opportunities, networking. What's the the big, big vision for the Black Pet Business Network? Like five um, years, ten years now, like how does it look in your mind? In my mind, we're doing monthly, we're doing annual, quarterly educational summits about business where we talk about finance and budgeting, where we're talking about business credit, we're talking about how to market and advertise. Like we're talking about things pertaining to how we can have stronger businesses, you know, because a network is for business owners. Um, and it's not just for owners, but it's just for, you know, influencers, leaders, it's, it's some, how we can have better management staff. So every aspect of business, my vision is that every month, every quarter, annually, whatever it is that we're getting together, we're having leaders, we're having summits, we're having seminars, we're collectively having Zooms, we're, we're doing con con continuing education to better those in our community. Because you can't fault someone for not knowing, you know, and if they don't know, how are they supposed to learn? And so I see our network being a resource community where people can come in, connect with other people like you and say, I'd, I'd basically say, hey, Joe, how you doing? I'm LaShonda. So nice to meet you. Welcome to our community. You know what? I got somebody I want you to meet. I want you to meet Candace. You know, I, I want to be able to tie people, connect people, give them the resources. And we all come back together and we learn and we talk and we keep going because I think as an entrepreneur, we're a different breed. You know, leaders, we're a different breed. Management staff, we're a different breed. And we take a lot on our shoulders, you know, because even before owning a business, I was in management positions and I took a lot on my shoulders and it was all in good, good faith and in, in good um, status to the person that I was working for. Like I wanted to see their business grow and I wanted to be the person to help them do that. So my vision for the network is definitely having those trade shows, having those seminars, having those summits, having the, the, the meetups. I would love to do, um, network meetups where we would go city to city. Um, and then annually we all get together and we party, we celebrate, we do retreats, you know, you know, I, that's where I see it. I, I know it's a lot, but I wish I could just stick it in a nutshell, but <laughs> oh, good. That's good. I love your vision. I love the idea of bringing people together and helping them have successful businesses too. So do you see this as being, I see now you're not, are you a nonprofit currently? It is a nonprofit. Yes. Oh. It, who have it as a section or um, division of Pause of Hope. Pause of Hope, uh, my nonprofit is primarily, or uh, part of that is just for seniors in low-income families or deserving individuals. When they need help with their animals, we want to be there. We want to give them the help if they need financial assistance to pay for vet bills. We want to make sure that their pet is never hungry and that we're providing the, the right healthy food for their pet um, and that we're giving them the resources that they can keep their pet at home. Because I know some people who will live in their car because they can't find a pet friendly place. And those 
those are the things that we want to avoid. So I also want to be a resource community for that. So they're kind of tied together. The network, you know, it is a nonprofit organization. Anything we receive is not for the benefit of LaShonda, is not for the benefit of, of the paw shop. It can take care of itself. It's for the people. It's mm-hmm. for the community. And that is something, like I said, I'm very passionate about. I'm passionate about people. I'm passionate about pets. So I see that on your Instagram, which we'll link to in the show notes as well, but it's pretty easy to find. It's just Black Pet Business Network. And on your Instagram, you can link to make a donation. So for those of you listening and you want to donate, definitely go there and support this initiative. What is the plan for the donations? Do you have, do you know like where you're going to allocate those first? Is it for software and systems to get this, the word out, or is it going directly to scholarships first? What's your plan? So honestly, it would probably go to either scholarship. It just depends on, say, for example, if someone gives a million dollars, right? Just I I would definitely divide that. You know, I I really want to be fair and I want to make sure that within the community that we're taking care of the people in the community, because I have had people reach out to me and they say, I just need help with my bills. Business is not that great, you know, right now. And, you know, I want to be able to give the small business grants to those in need first. Um, And then also as well, we want to open the door for people and for students who want to enter into the, um, to the pet industry and help them with continuing education to pay for classes, uh, to play, to pay for memberships for communities like yours and to, you know, to give them the access to, to the tools that they need to grow stronger businesses and connecting them with the people. And I know it's, it's like a revolving wheel, you know, it's like certain organizations you have, you have your memberships, you have your, your fees, you have things like that. And money for a new entrepreneur is a big thing. You know, they don't always have the funds for, I want to be able to gift memberships. I want to be able to gift people access into these groups. I just want you to know that we're in full support of what you're doing. And um, we want to do what we can to support black business owners in the pet industry. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I guess we just talked about the Instagram. Is there another way? Is there any other ways you want people to get a hold of you? Um, They can reach me through the network itself. Or they can reach me through the paw shop. Um, they could also reach me, honestly, through Paws of Hope. It just depends on where their heart is. If they say, hey, I love what you're doing here, or I love what you're doing here, whichever door they choose, they can reach me. So, um, you know, I, I handle everything on the back end of all of those. <laughs> so they they would always be speaking directly to me. Um, if anybody wants to donate, there is a donation link for Paws of Hope on our Instagram link. And then there's also one for the network work as well. So if anybody wants to donate or, you know, wherever their heart is led, I'm here for it. <laughs> awesome. I love that so much. So is there one word or phrase that you're feeling right now for black pet professionals in 2022? Community over competition. Mm, love that. Together we can do more. Yeah. Together we can do more community over competition that there's enough animals in every single city and state to go around. I don't care where you are, unless you're in Alaska. And even then I'm sure there's enough, (laughs) but if we can just work together and work together and we're always putting our best foot forward, we can, we can change, we can change the numbers. We can change the, the statistics. Thank you so much for being here today, LaShonda, and for sharing your story and the vision for your future. I look forward to a partnership between Pet Boss Nation and Black Pet Business Network. I really do. We'll support you in scholarships and in connecting you with others in the pet industry who can also help raise your voice 
and whatever else we can do to help you bring this vision to life. We're here to fully support that. And thank you to our listeners for supporting the Boss Your Business podcast. Included in your show notes of this episode are links to how you can work towards more diversity, equity, and inclusion in your company, funding and financing resources for minority-owned businesses, articles about diversity in the pet industry, some links to discover other Black-owned businesses, and of course, how to connect with LaShonda. You can find all of those resources at petboss.com forward slash episode three. That's petboss.com forward slash episode three. The conversation of racism, diversity, equity, and inclusion are so important. And we want to dive deeper into these conversations in future Pet Boss podcast episodes on our blog and in social media. If you'd like to be our guest or connect us, you can reach us at petboss.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on the podcast before you go. And if you're feeling extra inspired, please leave us an awesome review. Until we talk next week, stay focused, stay motivated, and go boss your business. Guys, I'm just so honored that you are tuning into this podcast. And did you know that we've already reached the top 3% of all podcasts across the globe? It's amazing. We're climbing the charts because of our awesome listeners like you. I know there's still pet professionals out there who need to hear all of our doggone good tips shared on this show. Can you help us find them? Now, how you do that is that when you click to follow the podcast or the more you download different episodes, or if you choose to leave us a review, those things will help the podcast get pushed out into the world so that more people who need to hear this will find it. Thanks so much for your support. And until we talk next week, stay focused, stay motivated and go boss your business.